It's just about eight o'clock, Fiona. Is the children's breakfast ready? I believe so, Lord Jacobs. Care to give it a taste? Hmm, let's see. That will do. Call them in. Send in the children. Good morning, children. Come get your breakfast. What is it? Bacon and eggs. Pancakes? Such impertinence. Bacon and Dane. You will get what you always get for breakfast. Gruel and dry bread. And you will be thankful. There are other orphans that have less than this for their breakfasts. Yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Come on, Everett. Wait, how much did you get? The same as you. Now stay quiet or you'll get us in trouble. You got more than me. I did not. And even if I did, what do you care? I thought you hated gruel. Well, I do, but it's the only food we have here in the orphanage. And if I don't have enough, I'll starve. Maybe then I'll be able to eat in peace. I'll show you. Show me what? I'm going to go ask for more. You're crazy. Nobody asks for more. Remember what happened to Oliver? You mean the kid who got kicked out of here and then got adopted by a rich guy and lived happily ever after? That's Oliver? Okay, bad example. But you still shouldn't do it. What else is there to do? I've been cheated out of half my breakfast. We could listen to Paws and Tales. Hmm. Very well. I guess that sounds alright. Better than more gruel, anyway. I'll start it up. More tea, Fiona? If you don't mind. What kind is this tea? It's very good. I'll have to check. It was the fanciest box on the shelf. That's not very helpful, Lionel. <laughs> I'll try to be more observant. Speaking of being helpful, wasn't Everett here earlier? He's over by the radio. He was telling me about a book report he was writing. Apparently, his teacher is introducing the class to the works of Charles Dickens. Ah, and how's that going? He's a little tired of it, I think. Hi, Mr. Jacobs. Hi, Miss Fiona. Good morning, uh... I'm Ivy. Oh, right. I knew you were one of the twins. I didn't want to get it wrong. Well, I guess you won't get it wrong from now on. I'm the one who has to wear these. Oh! Are those new glasses? They look lovely. They're a pain. Do you know how annoying it is to walk outside and have to stop because your glasses are all fogged up? Meanwhile, the optometrist tells Sage, You've got the best eyes I've seen in years. That can be a little frustrating. But you have a lot to be thankful for in the meantime. Like what? How about the fact that you are able to have glasses? Though it's true that many people don't need them. Not everybody who does need them can get them. Fiona's right, Ivy. Even though it's not exactly what you want, being able to buy glasses to help you see is a huge blessing. I suppose. I still don't think it's fair. I'm going to join Everett and listen to the radio for a bit. That might make me feel a bit better. It's worth a try. So, Ivy, did listening to the pond help you out? Help me out? Yeah, you know. Because you were feeling mad that your sister didn't have to get glasses and you did, and that wasn't fair. You know what, Everett? It did. Until just now. Hmm. Maybe we need to listen to Jungle Jam, then. <laughs> as much as I appreciate your choice of radio programs, Everett, I don't think listening to them is going to solve Ivy's problem. It can't hurt, Mr. Jacobs. Perhaps. But I think it's better to solve a problem than try to distract ourselves from it. Lionel's right. The longer a thing like this goes unsolved, the worse it's going to get. 
But how am I supposed to solve a problem like this? Pray for God to make me have eyes that are good enough to see without glasses? Or maybe pray for Sage to have to get glasses too? That will be fair. That's not quite what we meant. Would that not work or something, Miss Biona? I highly doubt it. But why not? Couldn't God do those things? I'm sure he could. But this conversation is reminding me of the book of James in the Bible. In chapter four, James talks about his Christian friends that had the same kind of a problem. Did they have trouble seeing too? <laughs> in a manner of speaking, they were looking around and seeing that their neighbors had a lot of nice things. But this wasn't their problem. Their real problem is that they were jealous. Ah, oh, yes, the green-eyed monster. The what? It's just an expression. It means that when we are jealous of others, we can do some rather monstrous things to get those things for ourselves. That's true. In that chapter, James talks about how because these people were so jealous of one another, they would fight and argue. Apparently, they would get so mad that some people were even killed because of all of this fighting. So if they wanted those things so bad, why didn't they just pray for it? Some of them tried. But God knew that jealousy wasn't going to be cured just because they got what they wanted. Besides, jealousy is wrong, and God wasn't about to reward it. I think I understand. A little bit. Do you have a script about this, Mr. Jacobs? I think I can find a script about it. And while you look, we can listen to the radio. But, Miss Fiona, Mr. Jacobs said that wouldn't fix the problem. That's true. But while we wait, it's like you said, Everett. It won't hurt. Well... Okay. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Jealous Captain, an adapted biblical proverb about jealousy. Once upon a time in the deep blue sea, there was a small fleet of sailboats. Ahoy there! I'm the captain of the starfish, the fastest sailboat around. And indeed, the starfish was fast. It floated on the breeze like a dancer, cutting through the surf with an elegance that made dolphins look clumsy. What a show-off. Obviously, this didn't go unnoticed by some of the other captains in the fleet. Oh, believe me, we notice. How in the world does she do that? Ahoy, how does the captain of the Marlin fare this fine day? I'm troubled is how I'm faring. Tell me you haven't noticed how annoying the captain of the starfish is, skimming the water like an angelic albatross, leaving us in her wake. Yahoo! Watch this! Whee! I actually hadn't. I was paying attention to my own boat and how it makes a nice sound as the waves push me along. I'm hoping to buy a new... I can't stand it any longer. I've got to figure out how she goes so fast and then take it for myself. Looks to me like she knows how to ride the winds around here. Like she knows where they blow best or something. Why don't you ask? So I just need to catch the right breeze. That's perfect. And so the captain of the Marlin sailed this way and that way, trying to catch the breeze in just the right way to become like her rival. Maybe it's over here. Nope. I'll. Try over here! She was so focused on chasing the wind around that she started drifting further and further from the fleet. Ahoy, fellow captain! Ahoy there! What can I do for you? I was going to invite you over to my house after we get back. I'm throwing a party. That sounds fun. I'm in. Great. Um, have you seen the Marlin? 
I was going to ask her captain if she wanted to come. Last time I saw her, she was sailing off into the distance. Something about finding out where the wind was blowing best? Huh. Well, why didn't she ask me? I can help her with that. I'm not sure. She seemed to think that she had it under control. And so now she's lost. That's what it looks like. I'll go find her. We're still on for the party, right? Okay. I'll bring chips. The moral is, when we want things that others have, we often lose sight of what really matters in life. Things like showing kindness, making friends, encouraging others, and even happiness are usually forgotten when we let jealousy control us. And in the end, it will just leave us frustrated and alone. Kind of like a sailor chasing after the wind. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about what we've been learning about. All right, what's that, Ivy? Obviously, we've been talking about jealousy and how it's not a good thing. Right. So since it's such a bad thing, I'm wondering how not to be jealous. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. It's a good question, isn't it, Everett? And as always, when there's an important question, I like to look at what the Bible says about it. Okay, so what does it say? If I may, Lionel. Of course, Fiona. Go ahead. I think one of the most important things the Bible says we can do to avoid being jealous is to be thankful instead. Thankful? For what? Oh, I believe it's 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that tells us to be thankful for everything. Everything? That's a lot to be thankful for. That's for sure. But by thanking God for what I have, I found that this makes it really hard to be upset when I see someone else who has something I like. That makes sense, I guess. But that sounds pretty hard. It's not easy. But something that makes it a little easier is being generous. Generous? It means sharing or giving what we have to those who need them. That's right. God has given us everything we have, not so we can use them to make ourselves happy, but so we can help others. And in verses like Luke 6:38, God tells us by using his gifts to help others, we're showing that we can be trusted with more. But I don't have a lot. How can I share what I don't have? It sometimes can feel like we don't have much. And God doesn't expect us to give more than we have, but He has given all of us the ability to love others and be kind. And really, who has time to be jealous when they're too busy showing God's love to people? Kind of like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Hmm, I guess I could try those things. Do let us know how it turns out. Yeah, I've got to get back home. I'll see you later. Have a good day. So, Everett, are you heading home too? Yeah, but I have one more question. Okay, what's up? I know we aren't supposed to be jealous of our friends and stuff, but does that mean that we can't like what they have? I mean, some of the kids I hang out with have some nice stuff. Is it wrong that I would like to get that kind of thing for my birthday? <laughs> Interesting question. And I think I'll let you figure that one out. Me? But that's not how this works. Us kids come up with the questions, and you grown-ups tell us what the Bible says about it. Perhaps. But I think Lionel is right. It's important to be able to read the Bible yourself and see what it has to say. Can you at least help me? <laughs> sure. I'll go get a Bible. I'll wait here. And I'll turn off the radio. 